welcome back to our podcast in Mindsight. It's a pleasure, guys. It's another week. Another wonderful week has passed. And I also welcome back um, Yasin. And he's my co-host, for all of you who don't know yet. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. How, how have you been the last week? <laughs> um, as I said kind of before the episode started pretty good when it comes to like sleep rhythm and sleep quality which i'm really happy about because now that the start of you know university for me kind of gets closer and closer i really want to focus on uh developing a healthy sleep (laughs) habit which has always Uh, you know one or two months in that will drop again especially in the exam phase (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably um, but yeah, that's what I'm I'm pretty happy about. Also, this week the internship ended, the IT internship Ooh. I did. Um, so now I will have to email the guys to kind of send me the certificate so I can send out my uh, applications for university next mm. week. Yeah, other than that, pretty pretty happy with my productivity levels. I went to a few concerts as accompaniment mm. and. Um, we'll have a few more. (laughs) (laughs) No, not as page turner, luckily enough. Uh, But I will again on on the 11th of August, which will be a bit stressful. (laughs) Another (laughs) famous uh, world class pianist. I I don't know if they're world class necessarily. They're like a, I think, a a quartet. uh, And they won the national music competition. So I mean, it's also a bit of pressure. National class. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, That's what pretty happy mean. with my week so far. What about you, man? Yeah, no, no, no. Before we come to me, because my part will be very <laughs> long because a lot of stuff happened. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's stay with you first. Like, Okay, what, how, how did you improve your sleep quality? Like, Just sleep like a normal person? Yeah. Or something? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> well... Um, or put, well, yeah, put away but, your phone, yeah. or well, what's your what's your strategy? Yeah. So what I what I notice is that I sleep best between like let's say eleven and twelve. Uh, that's like the sweet spot for me. So I try to go to sleep in in that kind of area and get like <laughs> seven hours, seven hours forty five minutes of sleep because that's when uh, this one sleep cycle not one but one of the sleep cycle ends. So you wake up yeah. in between sleep cycles and don't feel so groggy when you wake up. Uh, that's basically the plan. That's all I did. And yeah, try not to use the phone before bed, obviously. But that's something I'm doing for like, I've been doing for like years now. Uh, try to not use the phone before going to sleep, which of course I don't always manage. And sometimes I'm just, you know, I, I could watch an episode of whatever, but <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Most of the time I manage to just maybe read or literally just go asleep because I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the whole strategy yeah. behind it. Try it, guys. Yeah, I don't know. My, my sleep cycle is a bit messed up at the moment and like I go to bed two hours later than you at least. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, yeah, no, no, that's nothing to brag about, to be honest. That's that's not good. No. Um, but like, how, how many hours of I, sleep, I find that, sleep do you get? Um, I try to get as many as possible, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I feel best when it's about eight or so. I, I, I suppose. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, obviously, right. I wake up when I wake up. <laughs> My body knows when it when to wake up, I suppose. But at the moment, it's um, this night. I think it's been only six and a half hours, and that's a bit too less, in my opinion. Right. It's it's still okay, but it's it's not not yeah. enough to to be on one hundred percent, you know. Um, also, I find the concept very interesting of um, adjusting to your to your like sleeping cycles. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how how long are they again? Like one of them. I mean, you have like four phases, right? Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Wait, we let me look, look it up because I'm not sure. I think it was like. 45 or 90 minutes i'm not sure um, yeah one and a half hours i also have something like um that that means hmm okay use this 90 minutes snooze button hack to energize your morning <laughs> <laughs> right um, yeah i don't know okay here it says yeah, it okay we rest through four to six sleep cycles per night. Uh, each sleep cycle has different sleep stages, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they differ from person to person. Okay. But, but I think... with the one person, are they like, the same length, more or less? Uh, I don't think so, no. I think they're a little bit different. But I think they're probably like... I think it's 90 minutes per sleep cycle. Okay. And you could sense. like basically... Um, what you did was adjust your alarm clock so that you sleep like, um, five, five sleep cycles or so. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. But I suppose you need to find out how long one of them is then (laughs) first. Maybe you can do that with like, um, some, some fitness watch or so. I mean, they are monitoring everything at the moment, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's true. No, it's, I think it's a little bit of experimenting, and I mm, think my sleep yeah, cycles are are pretty much pretty much in there. Like ninety minutes has worked for me so far, so must be good. Okay, nice. Other question: What did you take away from your internship? <laughs> Is there anything uh, you learned, you grew, or? <laughs> oh man! Or do well, you think like, uh, no, it was a waste of time? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, even if if it was, I would never say that <laughs> because they might actually <laughs> listen to this. No, no, no. Uh, um, no, it was it was great. Like, it's just that the density of knowledge was so incredibly high. Like what yeah, I learned yes. in those three months, and I'm still like not done with every session because there was just so many. Uh, but they have them all up on their like private YouTube thingy, so we can always watch them. Um, but the amount of stuff I've learned in those three months, I think if I would have, if I would have tried to learn them by myself, it would probably take me like I don't know another year <laughs> or mm. something. Um, but yeah, the mentors were great. There were different ones. Um, they were all great and had a great way to explain things you know and you could really tell that they were really interested and concerned with us to actually understand and learn that stuff and you know you could always message them and you could always like send your projects to them and ask them for advice or if you're stuck with a problem you can't find a solution you could always message them you know so 
that was just really nice, a really nice experience. Also, what I find a bit of a pity is that I couldn't really interact with the other students because it mm. was all over Microsoft Teams and nobody was allowed to, um, to how do you say it, to use the camera. Uh, during the sessions because of privacy stuff and all that I, oh and that, that's the problem with it guys they can't worry too much about <laughs> data security <laughs> and stuff you know <laughs> right that, that was a bit of a pity because i couldn't actually interact with those people that much other than via chat you know and i couldn't actually see their faces uh mm. so yeah that was a bit a uh, bit of a okay pity. and but you also couldn't that, have like hit somebody up in the chat in the sense of hey want to hang out after the thing <laughs> online well no because they're pretty much all in romanian i'm the only guy in germany <laughs> so that would no, not like in person problem. like on in, with some online zoom thing or something all right i mean i i probably could have but as i said just because mm. i didn't make any interactions with them i didn't actually know them other than their names okay. and the fact that some of them sometimes uh, ask questions during the sessions <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it but yeah other than oh, that right. it was really really nice and the people yeah, i hope you gave the organizer really that as a feedback like you want more uh interaction and stuff <laughs> yeah as i said it's probably oh at, they actually said it in the beginning that it's because of privacy stuff and because they're recording those uh, sessions and mm. may use it maybe in the future, you know, um, so you don't have an yeah. issue with privacy and all that. But again, it was a really great, amazing experience. I'm really grateful for the opportunity. And yeah, it's pretty much it, man. Well, very nice. So much now about it. on to you. <laughs> <laughs> on to me. What about you? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I have a bit of a list right here that I can go through <laughs> what I did last week. <laughs> Um, what I actually <laughs> forgot to mention, I think, on the last podcast is that I played through Duolingo, <laughs> if you can call oh, it Oh, man. In the, no, yeah. like, I didn't play through all of the language and stuff. That's not what I mean. I just, right. like, kind of finished my goal of sticking to it for one year straight, like, keeping my streak up for one year. That felt very amazing, too. Yeah. <laughs> to man, finish, like, you. an exercise at day 365, man. <laughs> That's great. It's yeah. amazing. But did you actually manage to get through like all four? I think there are four or are there three stages of Duolingo. You know, there are like three or four. I mean, like, um, oh man, how's, how's it called? Or like, levels. You know, in like in one language, you have different sections, you mean? Like, exactly. Like yeah. You practice yeah. Through that. Okay, yeah, that differs from language to language. In Spanish, it's like nine sections. So. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Because it's a bit in, more, in and Italian. yeah, I'm almost, I'm almost through with them. Oh man, that, that's that's really nice. That's really cool. Like uh, not in, in the sense of uh, everything at five star perfect. Uh, just like at least going through them once. You know? Yeah, sure. Yeah, in Italian, there are only four. <laughs> so I, I thought maybe, yeah. There are nine in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Why is Spanish so complicated, man? <laughs> I don't know. I took like the English course for learning Spanish. And I think English right. courses are always better because they are like best. Um, yeah. How do you say like, I think they care more about their English courses because more people like speak English and 
blah blah. Mm. <laughs> Obviously, right. I could have taken a German course for learning <laughs> Spanish, but yeah, I don't. I don't think they they. they I think they maybe have less exercises there, depending mm. on how their data system works. Maybe they just have to add stuff in another language and everything is the same yeah whatever by the way for all of you who don't know what duolingo is duolingo is like a language learning app um where you can like for free um learn yeah many many different languages from all over the world <laughs> endangered yeah. languages um normal languages <laughs> if you want to check it out then feel free to do so we are not sponsored by duolingo yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah and if you yeah. if you aren't consistent with language language learning on duolingo then duo the bird comes to your house and kills your family just so you know and yeah we will we'll, we'll kill you yeah <laughs> exactly torches <laughs> torches inbound yeah right but looking back on it i think duolingo is quite nice if you don't want to invest that much time into searching your material yourself or to actually visit courses the only thing i'm really lacking is like the interaction the, the talking with other people more or less yeah. Um, yeah i mean it has the feature of like um recording what you say and kind mm -hmm. of more or less proof <laughs> listening it whether it sounds like spanish or not but i think that feature is also still a bit buggy <laughs> yeah for sure in the sense of not perfect yeah, yeah. I, I guess I, i'm missing out on the interaction there and therefore i'm better at reading uh than actually talking spanish <laughs> yeah. right. but i guess that's that's what you what you, what you get if you don't apply yourself like fully into real language learning as you are used to it from school or anything similar okay enough about that <laughs> then I, I i finished um like philosophy for this semester with like an exam and went pretty good i'd say was also quite fun to learn about all of all of yeah connections between science and philosophy this semester so i'm pretty happy that that's finally like a way that's been also a, a more or less huge time consumer each week <laughs> yeah so i'm getting more free time um also, I more or less finished my work on the consulting project. Um, all that's left is more or less just presenting it. Today or this evening, we have our like final presentation. And I'm actually like, uh, we're actually like, uh, the different teams are actually coming together like in person to the event. Very with the exception cool. of some who will join over Zoom and stuff. So it, it yeah. will be very cool because I actually meet like two of my team members for the first time in real life. And <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm really very looking cool. forward to it and also to just t just to the after party of it because ah, I, I, I just want to like... The, 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 the consulting project has been the biggest time consumer in, in the last two months <laughs> apart yeah. from studying physics. Um and I really want to get it to to an end right now to have a break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not I saying really that know. it was bad. I really, really enjoyed it. I just need a break sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. And <laughs> another thing that I did <laughs> yesterday and why I stayed up so long, maybe, um, was um, again, I kind of uh, am part of a scholarship and. 
people are organizing different stuff there. And because like, okay, I finished philosophy this week. I finished, uh, I finished, uh, my, my work on the consulting project. I thought like, okay, damn dude, you, you earned it. You gotta, you gotta do some <laughs> partying or, or similar stuff. Um, yeah. or just relax and do nothing on, on like first day evening now. Um, and in that sense, I went to kind of, um, board game evening from the scholarship people who organized that. Okay. <laughs> and that was quite fun to just play board games with a random other, <laughs> other people. <laughs> cool. And yeah, it was very a very nice, nice experience. <laughs> and I noticed that damn modern board games are actually quite, quite cool. Um, and I've been missing out on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> like um you know secret hitler or uh, cards against <laughs> humanity or something <laughs> secret hitler <laughs> i think it's called that yeah okay oh, yeah the game concept there is like okay you have the fascists and you have the liberals <laughs> and okay. the liberals have to kind of try to um um like, how's it called like identify um hitler and um stop him from uh, becoming um, chancellor <laughs> okay and it's like very cool. fancy because like okay every round there's like a president the president um, has the choice between uh, the president elects like the chancellor <laughs> and okay. you obviously the liberals have to try when they're president not to elect hitler <laughs> when it's uh yeah <laughs> yeah when he can be elected i mean the, the game was a bit more difficult like that um like like I just explained, but, um, and then like, uh, in each round, the president has the choice, um, between like three different laws that can be passed. Okay. <laughs> um, and he can give two of them to the uh, chancellor, which will enact one of them. And you have like a yeah. side for liberal laws and, um, fascist laws. And like, also if all of the fascist laws are passed, then also the Hitler wins. <laughs> right. Okay. It's, it's a very it sounds... funny uh, game concept. It's just so, yeah. <laughs> it sounds it, it, pretty cool. I, re I really liked it. It, it sounds uh, strange now. Like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> national socialism here. Yeah. But it, it was fun. It was fun. To, to finally, uh, like, interact with other people again. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> For man. a long time with many people. Yeah. Nice to hear. Very cool. By the way, we, we all... <laughs> Um, stick to the COVID restrictions in Germany and stuff. And most of us were already vaccinated twice. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, no worries about it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this episode is just, oh yeah, we're already like 20 minutes and it's like a <laughs> recap of so many things. Okay. Yeah. And then other, other thing I wanted to mention, which is um, <laughs> uh, not part of my week, more or less. It's just... Um, we like a few weeks ago we thought about okay it would be cool to incorporate like an insight or a person or a quote of the week yeah and i i, I found or i was like from another scholarship i'm part of i was sent like a very nice newsletter and they had like a very interesting article in there and maybe i uh, sadly it's in german so i have to translate it while reading it so excuse me if i <laughs> if i take some time for that um i just try to find uh um yeah how's it called like the most interesting parts right now and try to read it. it's about productivity <laughs> okay and it 
kind of gives you a different view on productivity or tries to give you a different view. And it starts out like with, okay, um, it's, I think it's about, um, wait for a second. It's first of all about like, um, kind of a phenomenon, uh, an American blogger, like he's called Michael Hayat or however you pronounce him. Do you know? No idea. More or less discovered and <laughs> wrote about and just so the, the credits go to him. <laughs> okay. Um, I mentioned that now. Okay. And he like more or less writes, um, no matter who, um, Elon Musk, Angela Merkel or the queen for all of them, their week, um, lasts like 160 and 168 hours, like for everyone in humanity, actually it does. And it's very surprising that some people are able to do so much more with that time, <laughs> even though we all yeah. have um, equal amounts of that. Like some um, are like chancellors of their country, other do like their car and space business, <laughs> fitting very right. well together. Um, and... Yeah, um, also like uh, Michael Hyatt or however you pronounce him, um, noticed that phenomenon and phenomenon, and he called it like the time energy paradox. <laughs> um, because um, he says it's not about um, what, what he says is basically, okay, we shouldn't care too much about our time management because obviously like we have all equal amount of time and he more or less says okay yeah why why aren't we getting the same results more or less um, why do they differ so much and he says it's not that much about time it's more about um different energy levels from people to people and we should actually focus more on our energy management instead right First of all, would, would you would you um, agree with that one? <laughs> well, I agree so much that I'm actually going to write that down. Wait. <laughs> oh, oh, very nice. Um, okay, and more more says um, it's like our biggest fault to think that we are machines who don't care whether they work um, at four a.m. in the morning or at three a.m. in the afternoon. Um, because actually people like, uh, have different, oh man, um, how, how the capabilities of doing stuff at different times of day. And, um, mm. there are so many other factors that actually influence our energy levels. Um, and we, we should manage those things around us that have an effect on our energy levels. And he says like the biggest three energy consumers are, um, too many impressions, the wish to, um, live up to other people's expectations and trying to, um, stick to old, old stuff that we won't let out of, won't want to let out of our lives. Right. Yeah. Okay. Very, <laughs> very interesting. That, yeah, that's, that's, that's actually, that, that's actually so interesting because the, I think part of the reason why I started to take my sleeping rhythms and so on more seriously is 
exactly that that I noticed okay I can manage my time perfectly but <laughs> if I'm tired by 3 p.m then uh, it's not gonna work you know or I'm gonna work a lot slower a lot less efficient mm. and therefore yeah yeah I completely agree and I completely agree that also stuff like uh, trying to live up to other people's expectations which is something that you can't you know can't really grasp as a as a concept at least it's not so easy to grasp still it's a huge energy consumer and trying to minimize those things and also trying to minimize old bad habits that you actually want to get rid of that um that rob you of your energy and time therefore yeah yeah it's pretty important yeah what i what i really liked about the article um and that's why i also brought it up is um he's pointing out a very important thing many other productivity gurus are missing out on um and that's actually like um okay we are not machines (laughs) we we don't we we don't have to optimize our whole day with like um how is it called calendar blocking like planning out every single minute of our day because we are not machines we are not able to stick to it if it's um consuming our energy too much and i think it's very important for in especially in like the productivity um community (laughs) to acknowledge that that you have you are not a machine and you have different amounts of energy for different activities and you should be aware of that and you should rather manage that and try to live a um yeah energy efficient (laughs) energy friendly way with yourself yeah yeah yeah, yeah the ecology true. talk here 100 don't waste too much energy guys <laughs> i'm actually i'm actually now at the point where when i see people on on like social media and youtube and stuff who are like bragging about them waking up at 4 30 and going for a mm. run and then having breakfast and then going to the gym and then studying for 10 hours and whatever i'm like dude okay but I actually are you actually that inefficient <laughs> with your time that you need to wake up at four thirty, and it's not only that, but if you look for example at let let's take let's just take Ali Abdal for as an example, um, just because probably most people know him and we certainly know him, like that dude doesn't wake up at five or six, dude he actually <laughs> wakes up at like nine, ten, eleven. And yeah. he still gets more done than and then, then the morning he plays like what was it World of Warcraft or something yeah, when he right. feels like it <laughs> exactly you know I mean you need and you need to incorporate something like that really for sure as long as you get most of your other stuff done then feel free to play World of Warcraft at nine a.m. in the morning <laughs> <laughs> exactly and that's also what I'm trying to to incorporate more is like this mentality of as long as as I get everything done or even more, you know, I can still mm. give myself some some chill times or free time. And I, I actually yeah. notice when I give myself some time to, to just, you know, calm down and everything, I actually can tackle the ne- next tasks with way more focus and efficiency. Whereas yes. trying to work a whole 16-hour day, but only at like 50% of your mental capacity is no good. You know, it's basically yeah. a waste of time and energy. Yeah, yeah, breaks are nice so though. important. Like, really. <laughs> Pomodoro sure. technique or something. <laughs> yeah. Keywords. Yeah, for sure. No, but actually, I, yeah. 
I think I read some article that it's very efficient to at least have every 90 minutes or so a, a break and do something completely different and don't hang around at your screen and just go outside or do some cooking or do your laundry or something just to get different thoughts, different brain waves into yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay. Hey, maybe let's That was <laughs> let's a long introduction. <laughs> let's get into oh, the episode, God. even though we're already halfway through it. <laughs> we right. kind of wanted to become conspiracy theorists with this episode. We wanted to tell you what we actually think about the world and what's wrong out there and why all of those unknowing people believe in science and stuff. Because we wanted to talk about <laughs> ghosts and paranormal activity and aliens and space today. What are, what, wait, what are, what is this conspiracy theory about, like, uh, the elite, the political and financial elite being like lizard um, people. Lizard people, yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah. that, um, yeah. Gosh. God, how, gosh, how were they called? Reptil, reptilio, uh, I, oh, man, reptilioids. Reptilioids or yeah, something. something like that. <laughs> yeah, like Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, they, yeah, they are yeah, coming yeah, from the hollow earth and they're living there <laughs> and they're trying to take over power yeah. in our <laughs> something. Yeah. Yeah. Who would believe in that crazy shit? The Earth is not hollow. It's a flat disk spinning in space and um, <laughs> accelerating at 9.81 meters per second squared upwards oh. through the universe. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why yeah, I feel gravity. Sure. It's not because of some strange Einstein dude who proclaims it <laughs> space time or whatever. <laughs> no, that's so weird, man. How How can people actually believe that? How can yeah. be physics? How can physics be based around that equation? It's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's way too complicated. <clears throat> Why don't take yeah, the easy yeah, option? Yeah. I mean, actually, like if you're if you're throwing a ball, um, if you're throwing a ball it, in the equations, there it, it, it is not written that there's any curvature of Earth. It's not accounted for. <laughs> so why would you? Why would there be any curvature? <laughs> oh my god! I mean. Even that basic um, contradiction here proves that physics is very, very much wrong, you know? <laughs> That's why you're studying it. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. You know, you know, you need to know your enemy better than he knows himself. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, actually, when, when people when people click on our podcast by chance and listen to this part, they, they may actually think we're like crazy conspiracy yeah. theorists. Yeah, we're productive conspiracy <laughs> theorists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's okay. just let's just clear things up um yeah, why well, no, no i meant that serious you know <laughs> for sure yeah. no we're not at least i'm not maybe elias overnight became a conspiracy theorist but yeah maybe i didn't have enough <laughs> sleep not. who knows <laughs> yeah exactly that must be the cool, reason cool. Um, but yeah, we, as Elias said, we want to talk about kind of paranormal activities, ghosts, if you believe in them, uh, if we had any paranormal encounters, you know, alien space, lizard people, all that. Um, where, where could we start? Maybe let's start with the easy Person. stuff. Let's start with ghosts. <laughs> ghosts. I think ghosts yeah. are pretty, have become pretty boring compared to other paranormal stuff. Have become ah, you you know oh oh yeah do you know siren man <laughs> siren man no yeah it's like what is that the, oh man i gotta show you that video 
that's a much more that's a much more oh my um, god you you can google it like quickly yeah i just i, I see just did and i i immediately regret it <laughs> <laughs> what is this those are the what? better ghosts out there <laughs> what the it's like hell? a big siren walking around <laughs> <laughs> it looks like like a mixture between like some alien slender man and a siren yes. <laughs> Oh, oh man! God, wait. Let me actually. <laughs> you know, you need to watch a video of it. There are very cool animations out there. Somebody, somebody in comments is like, everyone is gangster until the five G tower starts walking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> this is this is so amazing. Uh, yeah, now I know gonna... why we shouldn't support five G. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually gonna watch that after the episode, but legendary uh, comment. To be honest, how many <laughs> likes does it have? <laughs> Wait, let me let me look that up. More than a um, thousand, at least. No, no, eight hundred and ninety-one. Ah man, not that many. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the comments, the comments are gold. I love it. Hmm. Uh, okay. okay yeah i'm gonna watch okay. that after the episode now i know him or it ghosts rather. ghosts and siren man <laughs> no. um so sorry what did you want to what did you want creature to well ghosts let's let's start with the easy stuff kind of do you believe in ghosts do you think people after they die for some reason kind of the soul stays there and can manipulate reality and interact with people hey, yeah, yeah. That? hey. that's a century old philosophical questions and stuff and as usual with philosophical questions there's no real answer <laughs> i mean it philosophy depends. is very unsatisfying when it comes to clear answers usually yeah that's that's the that's a bit of a thing you have to deal with when you want to get into it. But um, honestly, I think at this point in time, I have seen no convincing evidence that there are ghosts or that there is some afterlife or something. I mean. Um, to i i don't want to say that it doesn't exist because there is also no clear proof that it uh, doesn't exist um but at, the, at this point in time i think I, I i yeah i mean obviously there are countless of uh, random stories out there um who if you read through them you that you shudder and like oh damn if that's real then shit <laughs> yeah that child there talking to grandma <laughs> uh, yeah. at the bedside yeah. and stuff and mom the, doesn't see anything but the child like talks to grandma and then they get a call that their grandma actually died in the hospital a few few minutes ago that's yeah. like that's like always the <laughs> yeah, those are yeah. crazy stories and if they're actually real man that that actually hints at that there's something like a soul or ghost or something but there might be actually also very reasonable other explanations um just with like all the ufo stories and stuff and 
for me, I really liked a very convincing, um, you know, argument for it. So to summarize my position, um, I am not sure. <laughs> and at this, this point in time, I, 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 I don't, I'd say I don't believe in it. I mean, there, from the pure physicist view, I'd say, why would there, or like from the um, natural scientist uh, point of view, <laughs> um, I, I, I'd like argue, why would there even be like ghosts or soul or afterlife? Like, um, <laughs> what's the point? from 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 an evolutionary perspective? It I don't know. It it doesn't make sense. Where would that have evolved and stuff? Just right. because, just like where, where did that come into play? Like, yeah, you know, hundred million years ago, do bacteria then already have souls or? Does um, everything is is everything more or less conscious? Is the universe conscious? There's actually a philosophical theory out there, like called panpsychism, like which is inscribing like consciousness into everything in the universe or something, um, okay. which could support that obviously. But um, it would if it's not that way, which I think it is. Like it's not that way that everything is more or less conscious, at least from my point of view. Um, if it's not that way, then it must have evolved somewhere between the first living things and us humans. And I don't see how evolution could do that because it seems like a very huge leap that something yeah. gets a soul or something. And huge leaps are not very common in evolution, I'd say. Then again, you right. could argue to <laughs> that there are different stages of souls, and I don't know, a dog has a less evolved soul or whatever. But that that's very meta um, forty right now. Yeah. And it's very wishy washy, and at this point in time, I'm, I feel not very con convinced that it is. But if there is some new way of quantum physics to interact with <laughs> your inner soul, then yeah. Who if knows? it's reasonable, it's if it's more or less objectively proven, then I I I'm open to be convinced. <laughs> Enough with that monologue. How, is, how about right. you? Or what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, I I couldn't actually add anything to your position because that's pretty much my position as well. But I could add a new thought, which is mm -hmm. I I agree with everything you said basically, but I. I'm also open to being convinced because I think it could actually, maybe, maybe I, I'm not sure if it could be proven. But I mean, it, it could, could be explain possible. the grandma bedtime stories. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Right. But for one, that. But there's so there's so many cases of things that happen that are just too crazy to be coincidences. Or at least the probability of them happening is like one in, I don't know how many hundred million trillion, I don't know. So, I mean, dude, for example, there, yeah. Dude, like we're living on a planet with living things that are conscious and arguing right now. How likely is that in the universe? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I mean, yeah, yeah. In, go ahead quickly with your given, uh, argument. Given that I get myself I'll, some water. I will still be able to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, given that the probab probability of us actually existing is like one in I don't know how many trillion, then the prob probability within this probability for crazy stuff to oh, happen, like <laughs> there was there was this guy 
um i read about who was like hit in his lifetime he was hit by lightning like i, th I think two or three times or, or like barely or even missed more or something I like think, that yes. and after he died his gravestone was also hit by lightning uh, and i think oh, exactly man. on the day on the day he died or something. Like so it. i'm like I'm like, <laughs> yeah man, i'm like okay either you really you really angered zeus or something or thor or <laughs> whatever yeah. or it's just it's just so so crazy to think about i mean it doesn't actually have to do anything or your body has some kind of electric connectivity or that's very low or whatever <laughs> who knows but but those kind of things i just find fascinating in a way but at the same time as you said there's really no hard evidence for or against it but mm. the against position seems more reasonable as of now <laughs> yes, rather than yes. you know believing that everything is has to do with ghosts and the afterlife word and all that um but still when i'm when i'm watching a horror movie or something at, at the beginning it says based on real events i'm like oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> but come on based on real events can mean oh yeah the story time in which it plays um it's mm. oriented at the real historical events in the sense yeah, of sure, oh yeah sure, there sure. has been a civil war or i don't know in that time but I yeah know, no like usually still... okay i get what it means it's more or less oriented at that story yeah, mm. yeah but still it's it's, it's like sick, when it's watching sick. a movie because usually movies you can say yeah it's it's, it's just a movie it's just green screen those are usually that. the movies that stay in mind that's probably why they do it yeah <laughs> yeah for sure Okay, so basically our position is could be probably not no evidence for it. I'm so, I'm open no. to be convinced. Right. right. Yeah, the, um okay, yeah, like you know that meme um in the sense of ghosts don't exist. Prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. That that's my position. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Agree. Yeah um okay maybe so okay, maybe um, re um i'm arguing from what you, what we just said i can assume that we didn't have any paranormal experiences yet in our lifetime <laughs> not that i remember no <laughs> yeah for me also not other than it okay if if we count in dreams um yes, dreams then are. you know yeah maybe but i don't i don't really know what to what to make of dreams to be honest because some people especially like in psychology and stuff they say you know dreams have a meaning and they can be interpreted and not all dreams obviously mm. but some dreams can be interpreted and they actually it's kind of your subconscious trying to tell you stuff but at the same time i'm like mm. I don't know. Some dreams I just are just really scary and stuff. <laughs> really random. And I, yeah, and I just don't know what to make of them. I'm like, yeah, okay, then just don't just make anything out of them. But with some dreams, it's very, very obvious what your brain tried to tell you. To be honest, <laughs> mm, yeah, I I have those rather rarely. I must say, do you have mm. them often? dreams where you're like oh, okay oh, i know what i have I, to do now <laughs> most of the times i don't even remember anything whether i even mm -hmm. was dreaming um but yeah i'd also say occasionally i i don't remember any particular instance 
which is usually the case with things like that. But yeah, yeah, occasionally I'd say. The very funny thing is, like a bit of science talk again, interlude here. Um, researchers were actually able, like typical um, beginning of some very random headline, researchers were able to identify that chocolate doesn't make you fat or yeah. something. <laughs> no, but researchers right. like, um, I don't know, neuroscientists or something it was, something like that, um, were actually able to communicate with sleeping people um, recently. Um, there is like a um, sleeping phase where you can move your eyes, like mm -hmm. even if you're like sleeping. And they picked out like lucid dreamers, uh, a handful of them. Obviously, right. they are more or less rare in society, so it's difficult to find them. Lucid dreamers are people that um, can consciously dream in the sense of okay they are not um, subject to whatever their brain wants to do with them in, in their dreams they can actually manipulate um, what they are doing in their dreams more or less consciously yeah. and now those researchers picked out like a handful of those lucid dreamers and uh, like let them sleep and um, try to communicate uh, yeah with them in the sense of I, I think it was talking to them um, or tapping them or something like that. And they let them um, figure out. Oh, yeah. Like, first of all, they um, agreed on like a code eye movement thing that, okay, mm -hmm. if, if you are consciously dreaming right now, move like your eyes to the left and right like three times or so that we know that you are dreaming uh, consciously at the moment. And then they yeah. like communicated with them with, I don't remember exactly what it was, tapping motions or something like that, and let them figure out <laughs> um, maths problems and stuff in their dreams. Um, nice. And those participants obviously also needed to know Morse code to Morse with their eyes, the answer. Mm. <laughs> and they right. were actually able to, many of them were actually able to answer them correctly. All of all of the the maps yes. questions and stuff, and that kind of proves that you are very your brain is actually still very very active when you are sleeping, yeah, mm -hmm. because you are able to morse the answer of maps problems with your eye movement, <laughs> right? <laughs> While you're sleeping, and that's that was also a very nice scientific finding, I think. That's that's so cool, man. Yes. This this is really nice. Like that was the first time maybe <laughs> in history that anyone was able to communicate. With a sleeping person, and they answered back. <laughs> right. That's so cool. <laughs> right. Well, but the thing is with lucid dreamers, at least as far as I know, is that usually those people, their sleeping, their sleep quality isn't all that great because part of their brain is still conscious, and they can't probably like, um, how do I put this? Can't probably like calm down and reset and all that because they're still part of them is still conscious so mm -hmm. yeah i don't know if, if it's that um attractive to me to actually learn to be a lucid dreamer because apparently you can kind of learn it or train your mind to yes i think there's like the, you can make it maybe more likely that you notice that you are dreaming in a sense of try to regularly ask yourself throughout the day am i dreaming right now am i actually 
is the right. real world <laughs> in the sense of making it a habit so it shows up in your dreams as well mm -hmm. right and once you like question yourself in your dream and don't wake up then you should be conscious about it right <laughs> that's more or less right. the argumentation but i don't uh, i think that only works out very very rarely as far as i know yeah actually cool reminds thing me is, of go no ahead. go ahead go ahead <laughs> actually yeah. reminds me of of the movie inception where it's also like oh yeah you, like have five these dreams inside of each other yeah, inception yeah, yeah. was so mind items. fucking <laughs> yeah I, I watched like three times man um but they have but they have i have the sheet music here items <laughs> <laughs> nice they have this these little items um of which they certainly know how they would behave in the real world and mm. if they're in a dream and they use them and they don't behave like they would in the real world, they know they're in a dream. And mm. the scary part, of course, is if you're like five levels deep and you realize you're in a dream, then you're in the fourth level and you're still in a dream. And then you're third level and you're still in a dream. And it kind of gets really <laughs> mind-fucking. Um, oh, and yeah, the end, end scene, that was the most mind-fucking thing. Yeah. Because like the protagonist was spinning his... Um, is how, how are they called tabletops or it was oh man let me little, little spinner that. thing okay i don't know <laughs> yeah or it's yeah it's called a, a top a spinning top i think um yeah he was he was spinning his spinning top and um i think it was like in dreams um it wouldn't it wouldn't fall it would spin indefinitely right and the yeah. ending scene was the very very mind-fucking because um, they didn't show whether his table, uh, his spinning top would actually fall or not. Meaning that yeah. everything he experienced yeah. until now, was it a dream or was it real? Or, yeah. Mm. But they are <clears throat> related to that because when I first watched the movie... By I, the way, I huge spoiler, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> we should have mentioned that <laughs> yeah. before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you haven't watched the movie until now, like, fuck you. Um, <laughs> the point uh. is... <laughs> <laughs> no 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 just kidding just kidding i'm, I'm just joking around. i mean i'd say but if they haven't watched it until now then they should just watch it but okay they can also <laughs> go back themselves i mean why not <laughs> i'm sorry well no i'm not but the point is um they're actually uh, kind of online people try to explain that uh actually he isn't a dream and there are some reasons for it one is that when he was in dreams and he was thinking about his children, he could never see their faces. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you rem remember this, but in the movie, every time the children were almost turning around, he could never see their faces or he would also always turn around. But in the last scene, they actually turn around and he can he see his faces and he can like actually interact with them. So the, the mm -hmm. theory is that he's actually not in a dream. And also the spinning top is um, kind of wiggling at the end a little bit. So that may yeah. be a sign that actually it's it's about to fall and therefore he's he's in the real world. But yeah, a, amazing movie. Like if you haven't watched it, really go ahead yes. and watch it. Inception, Interstellar, all of them. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. Um, what were we talking about? Like, do we do we count dreams as, um, yeah? Paranormal. Do we count dreams as uh, as paranormal stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
no, really. I, I, I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't count them. I think because no, because like they are too common to be paranormal, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because everything that's right. everything that um, becomes normal and common isn't anything to wonder about anymore. Just like with physics, like a hundred years ago, it was very astonishing that okay space and time they seem to interact with each other in a certain way and um if you're moving if you're moving quickly enough then your time passes slower than for somebody who's resting in mm -hmm. reference to you and stuff that was very mind-fucking and nowadays like at least in physics it's very it's a very common um common knowledge <laughs> right but even though if you um, tell that somebody who never heard about it, okay, it's still very astonishing. Then they might think like, damn, conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, okay. one, one thing I've noticed about not only paranormal activities or so-called paranormal activities and conspiracy theories is that usually, and the same goes actually with religion and all other kinds of beliefs, is that if you're... I only believe in Siren Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. In the 5G tower. The walking 5G mm -hmm. tower. <laughs> well, the thing is with those beliefs is that if you are a convinced believer in, you know, ghosts, paranormal stuff, religious stuff, whatever, you will connect everything you know and everything that happens to you to that. Like, I, I see it so many times with... Um, Especially with religious people. I'm not trying to shit on them. I also would consider myself <laughs> religious in a way. But still with kind of people that are on the verge of being kind of fanatic about it. Everything that happens to them. Even even like the weather. You know, stuff like the weather. They kind of connect it to some religious stuff. Where I'm just like, mm. dude, 20 kilometers from here, it's sunny. It has nothing to do with like how <laughs> the world is right now because people are like, oh yeah, it's it's been raining the whole week, so that must mean that God is punishing us or whatever. I'm like, dude, literally twenty kilometers from here, it's not raining anymore. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> um, they are even worse. They don't, they don't think that climate change is weather. They think that weather is some um, godly activity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's I don't know. Yeah, it it sometimes yeah. just it just gets too far for me. Yeah, and I like wonder whether all those prophets in the Bible or something maybe they had some psychological problems and thought they were hearing voices from God or something. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> Back then, <laughs> not well, not yeah. to be disrespectful now, okay? And just like That's is a bit there harsh, a yeah, but natural? Uh, yeah, I put it very harsh. Um, I hope nobody is offended by it now. Um, I just wanted to like think about it. Is there maybe a reasonable exp uh, explanation why I don't know somebody met Jesus after he died <laughs> again? Right. As it goes, maybe there's some yeah psychological well, think, stuff going on. <laughs> as I said, I think if, for example, um, if let's say I don't know my whatever grandma died or you know whatever, then. It may you happen. You better have a daughter by then who can see her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it may happen that, I don't know, a few weeks after her death or whatever, I would 
yo, suddenly feel her presence and all that if I, yo, really believe in that stuff. Yo, dang, Renma, why didn't you turn up a few weeks earlier, man? <laughs> you could have told me where to bury you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yo, as I said, we, people love connecting stuff that happens to them mm. to stuff they already believe, you know. And it happens so many times. And sometimes it's just, as I said, it's on the verge of fanaticism and where it just really isn't isn't reasonable anymore. And where you know really everyday things that happen to everyone suddenly become so meaningful and they must mean something because a i don't know man because <laughs> something from a tree fell on the ground right next to me when i walked past it that must be a sign by the gods of the nature that i have to study i don't know whatever <laughs> i don't know i have you to know that trees kind of... for the end of my life <laughs> yeah you know whatever it's like oh man it's, it's no yes <laughs> just no yes yeah but even though you <laughs> as an outsider you might argue with those people you won't be able to convince them <laughs> no you won't i i i actually gave it up honestly because oh <laughs> There's no point. Yeah, like actually, nice question. In that sense, um, how how do we deal with conspiracy theorists and people you just described? Put them all in one country, just set for them, and <laughs> let them destroy themselves. Yeah, and give them enough aluminum supplies <laughs> for their heads, you know. <laughs> right. Aluminum foil. Right. <laughs> no, just just kidding. I, I'm being harsh. I'm being a bit unreasonable here, but. Yeah. Well, what? How do how do we deal with them? Well, honestly, if they're not like hurting anybody, and you're not like, uh, how's it called, cyber mobbing and threatening you or whatever, then just mm. let them be. Honestly, as long as they as as they don't harm anybody, you know, as long as they don't put any really dangerous information out there, like. For example, when it comes to like the anti-vaxxer community, uh, that that's kind of that's kind of a limit for me because mm. that's actually stuff that's important like and that's actually stuff across the board yeah. already. Yeah, that's that's something that may or will actually you know hurt children, for example, that don't get uh, vaccinated with the proper stuff. That so, will actually like kill people to name it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's a, a border crossed for me, and that's where I think uh, people should like actively fight back in quotation marks. You know, not physically, obviously, mm -hmm. but yeah, you know, with facts, with reason, logic, all that. Uh, but other stuff like there are lizard people walking through the hollow earth. Yeah, whatever. Sure, man. Yeah, let them continue. It makes funny stories. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know why. Why is it so hard to deal with them, uh, or to what? Well, to deal with them means like they're a problem. And um, what? Why is it so hard to interact with them on um, mutual basis? <laughs> to put it mm. diplomatic, um, I guess I don't know. At least it seems like um, those people and I, for example, have a very, very different um, assumption of 
what we can take as basic ground true <laughs> to, yeah. to put it that way um like they might not even believe in the scientific method or exactly yeah and That's that makes it happens. very very hard to argue with someone like like with such a person um and i don't know it's i guess the most important thing to do is to take them as a normal uh, valid person and to interact them respectfully nevertheless the shit they are just saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was like contradictive right now but you know what i mean and maybe figure out a ground truth where you can both believe in and where you can argue from um because it makes no sense to talk about um scientific um, proofs and experiments that, that prove that uh, flat earth are wrong if he doesn't even believe in the scientific method so you need to find another common ground from which of you can argue first of all for the scientific method and then for uh, yeah right um, how's it called like the uh, that earth is uh, is a uh, um, yeah almost sphere floating around space right. and that makes yeah. it very difficult because it gets very, very philosophical at those ground levels. <laughs> mm. Why are we conducting science like we are? Um, why, what, what is, um, how, how can we get knowledge and all of that stuff? That those are like philosophical disciplines which you need to invest in a lot of time to figure out. And that's why it's so difficult for so many like common people which believe in science and all of that to argue against maybe those <laughs> conspiracy theorists at least that's that's what i perceive um yeah. is the case and even already like what makes it more difficult if you are a philosopher or a scientist then you automatically get discredited by the conspiracy theorists because you're part of the system already <laughs> right <laughs> that they don't like right so yeah. it's it's very hard to get to get to connect to one of them. Yeah. And what I found really astonishing about some of those people is that well agreed some of them just don't agree on the scientific method just we we just can't find any common ground and then it's just useless to discuss further mm. stuff. But some people and I find that so incredibly astonishing because some people actually agree with the ground stuff agree with the scientific method and they mm. believe in science but for some reason they still believe more in the conspiracies and i find this so hard <laughs> I, I find it harder to do with those people because i'm like look where 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 do i lose you like i'm trying to take them down the route of why i'm why i'm believing what i believe in and the scientific mm. method and facts and reason and logic and Somewhere along the way, I, I, I suddenly just lose them. I'm like, do you agree with that? Yes. Do you agree with that? Yes. Do you agree with that? Yes. And suddenly, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said, but I still believe what I believe. I'm like, hey. dude, then why? Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> What's happening? It's, mm. yeah, I, I find it harder to deal with those kind of people where it's just like, even though it seems like we're agreeing on everything, for some reason, we still jump to different conclusions but whatever yeah, yeah um but at least it seems like the person you were able to interact with was more or less calm and logical about it 
are open for discussion. I mean, yeah. those that that's that's not always the case. There are very emotionally charged topics like the vaccination stuff you just just said because from yeah. both sides it seems like it's a situation of life and death more or less because mm -hmm. the other one side thinks okay yeah if you don't get vaccinated then many people will die or uh, get like long covid long covid is like the after effects which will last uh, which you can possibly get which will like last for a long time even after covid and the other side things like oh no man um vaccinations are actually killing us they are giving us disorders and our children will turn dumb or whatever and so yeah. it's a very emotionally charged topic and it's very hard to get um yeah to 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 do get first of all in a um how's it called like a, a open discussion setting where everyone is calm and openly discusses and not like says oh man you you freaking killer you're turning my children down how can you do that <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah you know to put it in a very bland way <sighs> right it's difficult yeah, yeah, it's it, difficult and it, it is and i, I also I often is... ask myself is it worth is it worth my time <laughs> right. to, to get in there and is yeah. it worth my energy in energy management terms <laughs> right to put it in there yeah because honestly honestly most people really don't want to have an open discussion all they care mm. about is just just punching you with their beliefs and hoping that you will turn around but they don't really want to mm. hear, hear any facts or any logic because that hurts them <laughs> apparently honestly that's know, probably the first thing i'd ask okay i'm only open for a discussion with you if you also agree to the basic uh exactly the basic rules of a good discussion and yeah really want to get something out of this um yeah <laughs> otherwise yeah. it's just a waste of time for me <laughs> it is yeah for sure for sure um right yeah let's see do we have anything else it's, to talk about we still have aliens <laughs> we still have aliens okay yes well with aliens okay for me i find it very possible that there are some outer space beings intelligent beings mm. maybe although of course I think the likelihood of outer space beings is pretty high, but of outer space intelligent beings oh, is yes. relatively low. Um, at least intelligent in the way we consider ourselves to be intelligent, you know. Mm. Um, but given that the universe is basically nonstop expanding and basically unlimited, there's unlimited possibilities, and for you know planets where life could actually exist in some way or another but as i said i think for intelligent life to exist there has to be a very specific kind of there have to be very specific kinds of conditions for that to happen randomly in the universe but i don't yes, believe in aliens in the way the life that we consider as life right the biology biological carbon-based life form stuff that's needs very exactly. specific conditions and but I I don't believe in in the way uh, aliens are portrayed in you know movies and and books and stuff. Not necessarily. I, uh, I think that's green a little, little bit out of reach. 
Yeah. They might be doing photosynthesis. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. It's a little bit out of reach, you know. And not only that, I also really don't believe that we've ever been visited by UFOs. Um, just because... Okay, I must say I'm a little bit biased here because I recently read uh, Stephen Hawking's book, uh, Short Answers to Big Questions or something like that. Ah, in good English. book. Good book. And yeah, and where he talked about aliens and stuff. And it's kind of, so, kind of also my position that if aliens were to visit us, you know, beings that are probably way more intelligent than us and way more advanced and all that, that can actually travel through outer space, which already makes them more intelligent than us and mm-hmm. more advanced, technologically at least, uh, they their arrival would probably be pretty shitty for us. I don't think they would just uh, come here and leave a little bit of stuff and go back. They would probably come here and try to uh, make us their slaves or something. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, just like we yeah. did. Hmm? <laughs> America, colonization. <laughs> right, exactly. So yeah, I, I don't really believe in the in the Hollywood depiction of aliens but sure there's probably life out there Mm. now several thoughts on that there is actually an equation to figure out uh, uh, a very rough number of possible civilizations in our galaxy which with which we could with with which communication might be possible it's called the drake equation and um yeah he he it's more or less uh, just trying to come up with an estimation and he factors in like like drake factored in several different um yeah f- um f- rates fractions and stuff like the fraction of stars that have planets the average number of planets that can potentially support life per star that has planets and blah blah and the fraction of planets that could support life and the fraction of planets with uh, life that could actually become uh, developed and intelligent and stuff and on and on and on many factors and he actually comes up with a rough estimate of that there might be about 1000 planets or 1000 um, civilizations in our milky way with which we could maybe communicate <laughs> nice depending on that's interesting um, now um the the only problem with that uh, is like okay it sounds like oh man 1000 that's a huge number we should have heard from our um intergalactic or our galactic neighbors um already like 100 years ago at least when we started out with our radio um communication and stuff problem with that only is that the milky way is huge <laughs> yep and um like how how you do this? Wait, yeah, I will look it up quickly. I don't know it by heart. Um, wait, thickness of no. Uh, come on, where is that written? Okay, basically, like also radio waves, they're electromagnetic waves, and they kind of travel with um, speed of light as well, like in the vacuum, and. Now the the Milky Way is I think oh, where is that written, man? <laughs> Let me quickly look that. Um, diameter, right? Okay, like okay. For we figured out um, 
what's it called, radio waves and all of that stuff, uh, I think roughly 100, 150 years ago. And that there's like the astronomical unit of light years. Um, basically, the amount of distance that light travels uh, in a year is a light year. Yeah. And the Milky Way has a diameter of like 100, yeah, roughly 106,000 light years. And we only like from from our perspective, like if we wanted to communicate with anyone else out there, then we basically just scratched the tip of the iceberg of what the Milky Way actually is <laughs> with yeah. our radio waves. Yeah. And that's very likely also for other civilizations. I mean, for a signal to arrive um, from the other side of the Milky Way, it takes 100,000 years. And then we might be very likely are not even able to detect it because like inverse square law you know the intensity of those uh, electromagnetic waves of those radio waves they it, they drop like with distance squared and we might not even be able to detect it and that's probably the explanation mm -hmm. why um yeah we haven't had contact with any of them yet at least <laughs> and what we consider normal ways of communication with right. radio waves right and yeah <laughs> First thought on your, um, that was the first thought on your um, quick X-course on Stephen Hawking and life in our galaxy and communication. And my second thought was, okay, maybe they are already advanced enough to not want to make us slaves and stuff. <laughs> um, and they actually think like, okay, we are not even developed enough. Uh, to be worth communicating with we are like ants to right. them and humans also don't communicate with ants usually so right um let's just let them live on in their uh little ant hill they call let Earth. them destroy themselves and maybe they get uh, smart enough and maybe we will communicate <laughs> with them then that actually right. reminds me of like a star trek movie i think it was um there there are, it's like in Star Trek, there's like also a kind of, there are also different um, alien species out there. And mm -hmm. there was one movie where they like went into the past where they had a f the first contact with their alien species, like the humans and stuff. And there the story went like, okay, they, those aliens, they didn't even care about humans and stuff. They only like wanted to pay them a visit after they figured out like um, the travel with um, above light speed, <laughs> right? You know, and that might right. be very possible also in our case. Like, okay, they might already know that we exist, but they don't ever even care about us <laughs> because we don't <laughs> even know how to travel with uh, with, with a very basic um, hyperdrive or whatever you call. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can't even nice. travel space. Why would why would they talk to us? Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> how how would All you right. react if some if if we had like our first contact um, today with aliens? Mm. Yeah. Well, it depends on what, what kind of contact it is. If they're just sending like uh, some friendly Morse code <laughs> message, and are like, "Hey guys, we know you're there. We just we're just waiting for you to catch up with us." Then we'd mm. be like, hey, cool, there's someone there. We could make friends with other 
By the way, we're at the other side of the Milky Way. Have fun coming here. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, See you guys around tomorrow. (laughs) But I don't know. Honestly, it's it's not. it, It obviously would be like the event of the century probably of mm-hmm. or even of the millennium you know but at the same time it would be yeah, like all okay, of human cool. history yeah it would be like for me at least it would be like okay cool nice let's get on with my <laughs> day i still have to practice <laughs> piano you know really oh, yeah man. it would be like whatever like what do what do i do with that information it's like okay we we're gonna have to catch up with them maybe in a thousand years we're gonna be able to travel at light speed so let's just get on with our lives like <laughs> whatever hmm. how, yeah, how would you react yeah. what 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 would you do oh man like my initial reaction would be like damn united states president visit uh meeting up with uh first ever alien on earth or whatever <laughs> reading that damn shit i probably would first of all scroll through um google the first google results on different articles what are those aliens like and <laughs> right what's going on there and get information second reaction would probably be okay judging from all those alien movies where humans will get destroyed let's get some food from the supermarket and <laughs> barricade myself and toilet paper don't forget that <laughs> yeah toilet paper basically important. like covid actually yeah that sums it up quite nice maybe like a reaction to the coronavirus spreading around Earth. Maybe similar mm. to that. Yeah. Maybe that's how humanity would react. Well, I think even worse, maybe. The thing the thing is, if our first interaction would just be a random message from the universe saying, Hey guys, we know you're there, then as mm. I said, that would be my reaction. I just wouldn't okay. really care all that much. But if there were to actually be like a physical alien visiting us and meeting up with whatever the president of the US um okay damn like then i would i wouldn't freak out but i would be like that's so cool (laughs) cool, (laughs) you know um i think it was 30 years ago um the radio astronomy institute was pointing their um telescopes their their antennas to the sky and they were recording and recording and in the midst of it there was a very strange signal coming in that the radio astronomist had never seen before and he like wrote wow next to that signal because it was so unusual and strange and um yeah it became known as the wow signal (laughs) (laughs) nice and yeah until now people weren't able to figure out what what where it came from whether it has a meaning uh, any deeper meaning whether it's coming from a civilization or something or whether it's just right um some natural thing happening in the universe but yeah really cool nice i mean that could be the possible first signal you know (laughs) you were talking about so yeah and apparently like life went on not on as normal after that one so not that just as you described (laughs) (laughs) all right team hey man yeah i think we're pretty far into the episode right now yes do you want to do a last question from our question bank? Yes, I think so. Just one. Though. All right. Uh, did I, ahead, did I choose the last time or or did you? Just just throw a question. I think yours are better oh. anyway, <laughs> as we uh. established. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hmm. 
then we already had that one. Okay, I don't actually know what that is. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay, that's interesting. Oh. So, in your life, have you been happier when you've had a lot of options or when your options were limited? Oh, that's a good question. That's, that's a very that's good an interesting question. one. Um, you know, it's. I think. Um, back when I was in school, like every every German kid is basically forced into school and forced to do to do that. Um, I think that way it's very convenient because you don't have to care about what you have to do with your life for twelve years. Mm -hmm. At least in Germany. Um, and that conveniency um, and that not being in charge over your life actually adds a bit to, to your happiness in that sense. Like I actually consider maybe school um, as something positive in that sense because you don't have to care about what to do with your life for until until you turn 18 or so. And you are have those very... Obviously, like school is not positive in every aspect because we know how school sucked back then. But um, yeah, that your life being in very um, your life being very organized and set in a, in a more or less disciplined track, that's something very soothing maybe for younger people. At least it was for me from my perspective. It's it, when you yeah. don't have to think about what you have, what you do with your with your life, with your existence, and everything is set in track. Um, and that first of all made it feel for me very, um, yeah, very, very strange to, f to finally be in charge of what I do with my life after school was, was finished. Obviously I knew I wanted to study physics and stuff, but I, I didn't know how stuff will go on and how will I make something out of myself that I can look back on and think, yeah, you, you have a fulfilled life. Um, right. So I I'd argue yes back then it was I was very oh, yeah even a year ago maybe I was very much in favor of um not having as many options <laughs> um but to actually think back on your life um and f see that it was fulfilled I think you have to be the person in charge and the person to take over responsibility and um organize your life yourself because then you can say yeah i actually made something out of my life myself and not let the state decide what i become like in the communism or something <laughs> um right. or a social socialist states you know yeah. at least uh, it was that way like in east germany right you were assigned or was it was it um was it a ussr where you were like assigned your job more or less yeah yeah i think so yeah USSR. obviously yeah i think it's from the overall view so to summarize my point um it's much more like on, on life choices basically um if, if you if you look at life choices at the moment um it's very much convenient to have somebody uh, take away very op many options um if you wanted to be fulfilled though i'd say Take over responsibility and um, more options are better than and if you have to figure it out yourself, even it takes a bit more time, then it has more value for yourself because you can grow of it.
Yeah, yeah. That's, my, that's my point I said. <laughs> Damn. And, do, and if you look at restaurant um, uh, menus, then I'd say, please, restaurants, take a, ma- a few more options. Um, <laughs> I, I have no yeah. idea what I want to take. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Man, you, you made such a deep answer to the question. Um, but for me... Yeah, man, I well, really I, I, feel like... I really feel like the the benefits of studying philosophy, like all those different ways of thinking and thought patterns. I really like that. <laughs> right. Um, Sorry, go all ahead. Right, so, uh, my answer. Well, have I been happy when I've had a lot of options or my options were limited? Well, the thing is, I think to some extent, as you said, when uh, when you have a lot of options and a lot of even important decisions to make and you kind of take responsibility on that and try to kind of figure out your way through that and make something of of yourself and kind of make design your life in such a way that you can look back and be proud you know all of that is in the long term leads to a lot of fulfillment but in the moment you're not happy (laughs) in the moment you're pretty miserable most of the time because you're constantly uh, anxious and you don't know will i ever be able to figure that out and how will this play out for me and all that but long term again it's going to lead to a lot of fulfillment probably and um you're going to feel very proud of about yourself yourself that you actually managed to get through those times and grow with them and all that but if you're only only talking about here in the moment, then uh, probably you know people who don't really care about that stuff are happier, in a way. Mm. They they have they have it easier. They make it easier for themselves. Um, but I don't really care all that much about the short term stuff. I try to care more about the long term stuff. And therefore, yeah, I would say probably, in the grand scheme of things, I would al- always be happier to have a lot of options and to kind of figure my way out through them to grow with my decisions to make mistakes to fail and to get up up again try again try differently Uh, yeah yeah that would be my answer i mean that's yeah that's that's basically maybe the concept of our western society um the typical american dream you can become whatever you want if you only work hard enough (laughs) right yeah right all right I think that's a nice, nice way to end this week's episode. Anything to sum up? I don't know, man. man. <laughs> Conspiracy uh, theories. Aliens might be possible. Ghosts might be possible. Prove me wrong. Ghosts <laughs> <laughs> are not. Maybe are not true. Yeah. Prove me wrong. Maybe there are lizard people. We're open mm. to change our change our minds on that. Maybe the only yeah. real advice from our episode <laughs> is try not to manage your time. Manage your energy. Yes. Um, the other advice is for conspiracy theorists: only engage in a, in, an, in a discussion if they are also open for the basic rules of discussion, and um, try to figure out first of all some common ground, some common truth, and try to build upon that. And right. Yeah. Don't waste too much energy on conspiracy theorists either. Um, yeah, because you only have a limited amount of energy, so manage your energy wisely and. Um, Try to make the best out of the decisions life offers you out of the options. Right. <laughs> and Perfect. be happy about them that you have that you have a decision and are not forced to do something you don't want. With exactly. that, very nice episode. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And yeah. 
subscribe, leave a like, the typical blah blah at the end of each video. What helps out what helps us out most probably is though you sharing this podcast with some of the people you know, friends, parents, family, whatever. If you really like it and want to pass it on, yeah. then we'd be very happy if you do so. And other than that, have a nice week, enjoy yourself, and for the general uh, person out there who has to do some push-ups still you can do it go on oh go my on. god <laughs> well i really we hope to you make that a common theme and the window cleaner really hope you were gonna forget. swipe over it again now it's clean perfect right awesome okay, guys. guys see you again next week <laughs> yeah bye 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 bye